the love of the game. It flows through our veins and fills our lungs. It brings us to our feet and sometimes our knees. But behind every thrilling point, there is strength and security. The card Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina members have trusted for over 80 years with the tools and plans to make health care easy. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Live fearless. Proud supporter of fans across North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, November 28th. I'm your host, Donald Ware. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving as we got a lot to get to on today's show. As a matter of fact, we are set for the SWAC Championship game on Saturday. The last SWAC Championship game is going to be taking place in Houston as Alcorn State and Grambling State are going to meet once again and, you know, I, I know this is the third straight year. This could be the fourth straight year. I'd have to go back and look, but I know for a fact it's at least the third straight year that the two teams are going to meet for the SWAC title. And the winner of that game will play North Carolina A&T in the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta on December the 16th for the right to be named, in essence, Black College National Champion. Listen, three games. From this past weekend, Prairie View A&M over Texas Southern, 30-16. This was a, 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 a rescheduled game from Labor Day weekend. Then you also had Alabama State defeating Edward Waters 37-3 um, in the Turkey Day Classic. And, I, I mean, I got to give a big shout-out. Like, I got to give a big shout-out to Donald Hill Ely, the interim head football coach at Alabama State. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Of course, we we talked last week about all of the coaching firings. There were seven. And you know, I don't know what's going to happen at Alabama State. I don't know who Alabama State may have on its radar in terms of a head football coach. But it's no question Donald Hill Ely's got to be in the running for that. I mean, to win four of your last six ball games after the team started 0-5. And by the way, I mean, even respectable, the losses were respectable to Grambling, and I forget who the other loss was to, but even the losses were respectable. I mean, he's got to be in the running for that conversation as the head football coach at Alabama State. As a matter of fact, his first week on the job as the interim, that week uh, they actually had a two-week layoff or a bye week and in preparing for Alabama A&M in the Magic City Classic. And by the way, he also won the Magic City Classic um, he was out recruiting. I mean, he was out recruiting for this program. So I gotta think he's, he, you know, he's, you know, it's not if he's not the front runner, like he's gotta be in the running for the the permanent, if you will, head football coach at Alabama State again. Big shots out to to Donald Hill. Ely did a phenomenal job, a tremendous job as the interim head football coach at Alabama State. In our third game, Grambling defeated Southern thirty to twenty one. You know, I did say I thought Southern could win this football game. They had it; their opportunities in the game could not make it happen. They ultimately took a twenty-one to twenty lead, but then they gave all gave up a a, a a great kickoff return to Grambling, and that put Grambling in position to regain the lead. And they ultimately went on to win that football game, and. You know, I look at Southern and I'm like, man, you know, they've they've done some really good things. They just cannot get over the hump 
against the Grambling State Tigers, who are really, really good. So what this now does, again, it's it's Grambling in an all-corn state for the SWAC championship. I'm just going to look at some numbers from the game from the Bayou Classic. Southern not able to run the football as effectively as they typically do, only 105 yards rushing. Austin Howard, um, you know, I mean, <clears throat> he wasn't, you know, he wasn't Austin Howard-like, but a lot of that has to do with Grambling. You know, we look at Devontae Kincaid and we look at Martez Carter and 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 that offense, which has been very dynamic for the last couple of years, but you really forget how good the Grambling defense is. That Grambling defense is awesome, and it was able to limit Austin Howard to 198 yards passing, 24-41, two touchdowns and two interceptions in the ball game. but uh, the Tigers still had their opportunities to win that game. Martez Carter, really good, 92 yards rushing, had a touchdown in the game, 4.4 yards per carry. Devontae Kincaid, 14 of 30, 171 yards, one touchdown. He didn't throw an interception. Um, I, I think Devontae Kincaid is going to have to, you know, he's going to have to be better. Uh, you, you know, if I if if I, if I'm looking at Devontae Kincaid in totality, you know, and I'm looking at his numbers. I mean, I'm I'm looking at some pretty good numbers for De- Devontae Kincaid. There's no question uh, about that in totality. But when I look at his numbers in bigger games, and I can even go back to last year, you can go back to last year and look at the Alcorn State game. You can go back to last year and look at the North Carolina Central game. You look at teams that have really, really good defenses and, you know, maybe not so much for Kincaid. 2,409 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. Certainly he's missing Chad Williams as he had Chad Williams last year, Chad Williams now with the Arizona Cardinals. Again, completing about 60% of his passes, 19 touchdowns to three interceptions. When you look at the mistakes, he's not making a lot of mistakes. Just like last year, only five interceptions, four, four, count them, four interceptions on the season on last year. Seems like he was completing above 60% of his passes. He's right at 60% this year. But in the big games, you know, again, 14 of 30, 171 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, not going to wow you. You know, again, you look at Alcorn State last year. Uh, you look at the game uh, last year against North Carolina Central in the Celebration Bowl. North Carolina Central bottled him up. So I'm going to be interested to see what Alcorn State's going to do in this football game. Alcorn State's defense, uh, yo, it, you know, it, it hasn't been great. Like, it's not like past defenses that we've seen at Alcorn State when they won back-to-back championships. It's not like those defenses but it's solid, and Alcorn State would have had three weeks to prepare for Grambling when they play on Saturday. And, you know, the other thing, when I look at Alcorn State from an offensive perspective, I look at Watford and, you know, I look at Turner, and these guys can run and catch the football uh, or catch and run the football. But Lenore's Footman, is Lenore's Footman going to play in this football game? He's been hampered by a shoulder injury he has not played since Alcorn State lost to Grambling on October the 21st. He hasn't played since then. So is, you know, is will he be ready to play? Alcorn coming off a disappointing 7 to 3 loss at the hands of Jackson State. I don't know how much of that was. I mean, you want to beat Jackson State. You want to beat your rival. You know, if 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 it was a championship game, 
you know, what I, – I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't see the game. I don't know if maybe Alcorn didn't play some pieces and play some players maybe that they would, would have typically played because they knew they had already wrapped it up and were going to play in the SWAC championship game. I don't know. What I do know is they're coming off a loss, but they will have had uh, about three weeks or so to prepare for Alcorn State. Lenore's footman, you know, I know – I, you know, I know the Johnson kid for Alcorn State is 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 pretty solid, but Lenore's Footman is a dynamic player. When you have a guy that's, you know, that that that's dynamic, you know, it's going to make all the difference in the world. So if Lenore's Footman is able to play in that football game uh, against uh, Gramlin, it's going to make all the difference in the world. And quite frankly. Um, Alcorn State's going to need him. Uh, you know, this is a very, very, very good Grambling team. Um, you know, and I, and I stress the word team. It's not about one individual player. It's about the team. And this is a very, very good football team. Uh, you know, Noah Johnson is solid, but Lenore's footman is absolutely dynamic. By the way, you know, you can look back at some numbers from years past. First year, Lenore's footman bust onto the scene. He was completing well below 50% of his passes. Now he's completing 61% of his passes on the season, so he's going to make a difference for that team. Of course, the HBCU Football Daily Podcast is presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, and we thank them for their partnership and their sponsorship throughout the course of the season on the Box to Row HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Going to join you a little bit later on in the week and really break down the game between Alcorn State and Grambling for the SWAC championship and the right to face North Carolina A&T in the Celebration Bowl on December the 16th. For more information on Box to Row, stay on our website, peruse it, BoxToRow.com. Week 13 of our, our coaches and media polls are out uh, right now. Have some thoughts on that Hampton situation and the Hampton joining the Big South um, some really good stuff. Follow us also on Twitter at Box to Row and friend us on Facebook. B O X, the number two R O W, and I'll talk with you later in the week. Always make the same mistakes, cause I'm bad in love. But you can't blame me for trying. You know I'll be lying, saying. Finally fix me, looking at my history, come back.